do you march in the uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade? No, I have something called self-esteem. Uh, so uh, I try not to do the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Uh, okay, man. If you don't like rain. It's crazy. That's more of a New York From thing. the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. I'm telling you, I think it's good, man. I, I actually really like it. In violent Brooklyn, a transit cop. Neck slashed by a deranged middle-aged man. Drew gun blasted away, putting two rounds in the slasher's center mass. 24-year-old Officer Filippo Gugliara on his beat at the elevated Q station. Heard shouts from the street below. He rushed to the scene to find 58-year-old Oleg Chernyak armed with a knife. He had already fought with a store owner and assaulted a 78-year-old woman. Now Chernyak stabbed at the officer with a hunting knife. He managed to slash the cop's neck with the 11-inch blade, practically a Zulu Asa guy. Chernyak ran off. Gugliara, the intrepid transit cop, gave chase, easily catching up to the much older man and shooting him twice in the chest. Gugliara is a crack shot with a pistol, and he's a pistol with a crack. The tweet from last December, when protesters chanted over the death of Eric Garner, right on target with the tweet, two NYPD police officers can't breathe. Favorite, retweet, follow. Nice to see a man out there stabbing people with all the gun violence getting out of hand. Joining me now, uh, New York City native Jose Vega. How's it going, Jose? Good, buddy. Uh, William Solar, better known as Wobbles, the 550-pound accused ringleader of a gun smuggling operation, wheeled before a judge, offered a plea deal. His crew allegedly smuggled assault weapons into America's largest city, world's loneliest town, from as far away as the Pine Tree State. You know what that is? No. Maine. Maine. Yes. To, to sell uh, from a double-wide apartment <laughs> in the big bad boogie down. Uh, wobbles at 357 count gun running indictment pointed at his double-barreled chest. The prosecution makes an offer. 20 years in prison... If he pleads guilty to the laundry list of charges, Wobbles say no dice. You want to put me in a cage? You better build a bigger cage. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Wobbles? I think it's crazy. I think, uh, first of all, I, I, I don't know how the police uh, couldn't find this guy <laughs> beforehand. I mean, you see, he basically can't even walk. He's in a wheelchair. Yeah, you know? yeah he has to live in the Bronx. <laughs> he is the Bronx. And you know his nickname is uh, goes by Red Rum. Also which, Red Rum, yeah. Yeah, yeah, murder. Yeah, murder backwards. Yeah, Mister Gigantic is also one of his uh, many aliases. Uh, I wonder why they call him that. Uh, biscuits, uh, I think he's called. That's <laughs> because he won a gold medal once eating biscuits. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, you know, uh, equally feared, uh, you know, on the street and at a pie eating contest. <laughs> His arraignment was in the bowels of the Bronx Supreme Court building. His double-wide wheelchair couldn't squeeze onto the prisoner elevator. So today in court, a crew of officers rolled wobbles, handcuffed to the same chair along a hallway normally used by the public. Hey, why didn't we think of this at the arraignment? <laughs> you got a bigger door? Use it. He came through the courtroom's front doors like a baller sitting among the rows normally reserved for lawyers and observers. 
the heavy set Solar 33 rejected a plea deal for 20 years as the case was adjourned until September. See, that, that paragraph came straight out of the post, <laughs> and uh, that adjective heavy set <laughs> yeah they're pretty pc at the post <laughs> oh yeah you care about wobbles feelings oh yeah sure they do yeah he's uh it's you know what it is is they they made the shift you know nobody reads the room like the new york post and they they went from wild hyperbole to the uh to the regular and fat shaming too before, right. oh right? yeah sure yeah to the to the cool understatement uh, that you hear in a courtroom that's the type of humor most enjoyed by judges sure of course uh now for the attorneys that would be sarcasm uh, they're fun we'll have to wait until after summer, boo, well, like uh, wobbles, you well, know. Yeah, well, you know the thing about it, this guy is. I mean, they say he's he's very, he's feared. You know, he's really feared. Everybody's scared of him. Yeah. Who's scared of a fat guy who can't leave his fucking house? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's unbelievable. All right, murder. Really, the only thing he's murdering is my patients at Chipotle. Yeah, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> Christ's sake. Holy smokes. Uh, yeah, man. He's the guy like he, he can't came. walk. Yo, watch out, bro, man. I heard Wobbles is looking for you. Really? Fuck him. Yeah. And yet they handcuff him to to the wheelchair. Uh, yeah. Because he might eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna bolt out of that damn <laughs> they might be a bracelet he's wearing. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's uh, wobbles. I, you know, and, and, and you always feel bad for a person who's obese. Uh, you, know, you know, some people don't. I mean, I do. But some people are like, oh, yeah, fuck it, they do that. I'm sure he has a thyroid condition. Sure. I'm sure he has some sort of uh, a childhood trauma. Uh, but, uh, you know, for crying out loud, he's brought in a lot of guns. 357-count uh, indictment. That's a considerable amount of, uh, considerable amount of crime. Uh, for for a man his size, I th maybe he's feared because of the shit that he could, you know, with the fucking uh, just to give an order, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. He, he's he's got buttons all over the all over the city. Yeah, it's hard to him though. I mean, like you know, if he gives an order, uh, I mean, I don't know, he's got to take that Big Mac out of his mouth first. I mean, you got to really see a picture of this. <laughs> oh, guy. It's oh, oh, unbelievable! Both of them. He's got to take both Big Macs. Out. <laughs> That's what he, he bites two Big Macs at the same time. It's and you know what? I'd be a little embarrassed if I got my guns from Maine, you know, and I'm in the Crips. Yeah. You know, where you get your gats from? From Maine. I mean, like that's 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 just uh, pine tree you, you state, just, man. You got You just got to make shit up. You just you know, I, you know, I bought it in Brooklyn. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Where I got him. Mexico. This guy's so big. The small of his back is a medium. <laughs> He's got his own gravitational pull. <laughs> Detectives uh, uh, now we're searching for a suicidal 25-year-old man who creates bow ties out of unconventional materials. Oh, that crime is just a side job. Lately, he's been spending most of his time assaulting random Asian women. It's a game to him. The nose game. Well, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I'll tell you. Friends and relatives who saw the surveillance images of the suspect, uh, it's, uh, they, they say that 25-year-old Tyrell D. Shaw is the man who attacked four Asian women in a six-day period. This is according to the New York City, uh, no, excuse me, New York Times. Don't quote the Times a lot. Yeah. It's mostly the tabloids. Yeah, every once in a while, the Times comes up first. You just go, okay, let's check it out. I like the way they call everybody Mr., you know? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Mr. Shaw. <laughs> Mr. Shaw, Tyrell Shaw. Mr. Does he play for the Jets? <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. He... Let me guess, is this guy black? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he certainly is. Uh, Tyrell Shaw. He's Tyrell a, they, Shaw. Yeah. They, they say uh, friends and relatives became increasingly concerned after a uh, post appeared on his blog describing his inf- infatuation with Asian women, claiming co- a connection to the crimes and outlining his intention to end his life. See, now they've been calling this a hate crime, and I knew it all along. It's a hate fetish. <laughs> it's a love hate relationship with the opposite sex look if you check his blog mr talented yeah i love that he has a blog it's just great and that's what it is mr talented right yes oh my god now if you want to find this blog i'm going to tell you right here it's i'm going to leave off all the uh, https and all that you don't need that it's mr talented there's no periods on mr but there's a period after talented so it's mr talented dot wordpress.com <laughs> and uh, well, I will share that with you via Twitter on the New York City Crime Report Twitter and also on uh, the Facebook page I'm going to put it everywhere yeah please I want do. everybody reading about Mr. Talented this guy, <laughs> let me say the guy has, he does have he's a lot an egomaniac of I mean Mr. Talented Jesus Christ yeah at I, what I, <laughs> what are you talented well, at well we're going to get to that because you know it, it seems to, uh, on uh, by the way his blog he's, he's, he's confessing to two more victims that we don't even know about. That was, he's, he mentions a total of six, six victims in a week, uh, but it is still 999,994 oh. short of his goal. <laughs> and Shaw is still at large, uh, although he was spotted by his teenage girlfriend wearing a ski mask and a noose. You know, there's an expression in comedy, you don't put a hat on a hat. Yeah. This guy has a hat on a hat on a hat. Yeah. He, this guy's all hats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a black Dr. Seuss. Yes, <laughs> he's like he's like a Russian nesting doll of hats. <laughs> it just let's uh, let's recap uh, the attacks we know Why about. Why the noose though? That, that's my favorite part. A ski mask with a noose. The guy is suicidal. Yeah. It's 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 truly tragic, uh, but but uh, but not at the not, same not time. Not enough. It's not know, tragic enough. Not enough to make up for uh, all this assault. Let's recap the the attacks in 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 uh, four Manhattan attacks on Asian women each victim struck by a blunt object carried in a bag aka the poor man's nunchucks <laughs> the first attack was last wednesday 35 year old woman at 155 grand street that's chinatown mr talented tried to talk to her she ignored him and he went away but returned later and struck her near the cheek with a bag containing a hard object it's a vicious attack and also remarkable if you ask me Chevy Vega, yeah. that in Chinatown he was able to return later and locate the same Chinese woman. Absolutely, absolutely. I got <laughs> mugged. I got mugged by an Asian guy years ago in Chinatown, and the hardest thing for me to do was to try to describe to the cops what this motherfucker looked like. Yeah. It was like it was <laughs> the like, most difficult thing. Have I've you ever, ever done. seen Jackie Chan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, seriously. Look, you start doing the thing with your eyes, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he looks like this. He's got a round face, officer. Listen to me. He's got a round face, dark hair. Uh, there he is, right over there. Wait, no, 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 no. That's him over there. No, wait a second. That guy right there. You know, it's just like you have to give up. Yeah, but he came right back to the same one. Now that's talent. After attacking yeah. uh, the Chinese woman a short time later. He should of be course, a CIA officer. He was, of course, he was hungry again just a little while later. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> For conflict. In four hours, the Asian battering swine struck again. And if you haven't tried the Asian battered swine at Big Wong, it's, it's killer. It's delightful. It's delightful. <laughs> it hits you right between the eyes. You know, usually Chinese food. You, do you like Chinese food? I, Who I love it? Chinese food. Now, you, have Chinese, you ever go down to Chinatown and get like real deal Chinese food? Yeah. 
I'm afraid of it normally. Yeah. Because I was down in a, when I was in Houston one time, I went to Chinatown, and they had a, a, I was, you know, trying to buy the food, and they recognized that I shouldn't be there. Sure. And they're like, uh, yeah, this is, you don't want this. And I was like, what is it? And they were like, they were, they were pointing to their stomach and making yeah. a face. Yeah. And then finally they're like, it's stomach. That is, you're, yeah. that's what we're eating is stomach. And I yeah. was like, I'm fucking leaving. And I never like that they have, they don't really describe the ingredients and stuff. It's, you know, special sauce. Yeah. Or, and you know what I mean? It's just, there's no <laughs> mystery and, 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 dragon and, nectar. And, yeah. And then ask them what it is and they never know. You know, it's unbelievable. Well, they don't want to talk to you. The scariest thing I've seen uh, is in Puerto Rico. Uh, you go to the Chinese restaurants there, and, mm-hmm. and you, to see a Chinese guy talk Spanish uh, in like in Puerto Rican dialect is uh, truly remarkable. Oh so. man, what are you talking about? Right here in Astoria, there's there's a whole neighborhood of that. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's yeah you're right it's I, little I, little Chinese Puerto Rico yeah 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 this, you, you haven't lived till you've seen a Chinese guy in a do rag it's unbelievable <laughs> hey uh, but the, the, I tell you what though that this one Chinese restaurant down there in Chinatown is is um, it, it's got a really decent if it's called the Hop Key uh, Diner and they've got a Starfish Club <laughs> to die for now four hours later four stops up on the six thirtieth and Park. The bag swinger struck again. He, he passed a, a 29-year-old Asian woman on the sidewalk, stopped on the corner and waited, and then uh, he hit her in the face with the bag when she reached the corner. Uh, con- just like that, you know, continuing uptown, four stops on the six. Oh, nice. Each time. Nice. Uh, he's moving he's up. Really, he's in- really putting that Metro card to work. Incrementally, yeah. I think he's got an unlimited <laughs> an Asian woman. I hope so. It's costing him some, some, some cash, some money, some uh, some Metro. Guy. But you know what? This guy's a successful artist. He yeah, doesn't he give is. a shit. Uh, an Asian woman. He's a designer, actually. 34 year, uh, years old, 1225 a.m. Uh, she's it's a little after midnight, walking near 2nd Avenue at 60th Street. Hardly a safer place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not in this case. No Asian woman is safe on any part of the east side. The attacker approached her, and he said, all Asian women don't talk to me. And then he struck her in the forehead with a white plastic bag containing a hard object. What can be in there? Uh, That's what I want to know. That's the mystery. That's what I want to know. It's probably something... We, we couldn't even fathom it. We couldn't even imagine what's in there. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's like some kind of mystery, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I, I, you know, he makes these bow ties. Maybe it's one of those bow ties. He makes them out of, like, weird shit, like dice. And crack pipes. Crack pipes. <laughs> crack crack pipes of, and tampons. He makes them out of crack pipes. <laughs> he, this guy is Mr. Talented. But I just don't know why these ladies won't talk to this guy. Uh, back in Chinatown, again... This is, is this uh, all one night? No, this is now Monday. Oh, my, okay. The suspect is on tour. The suspect attempted a conversation with a 41-year-old Asian woman near 48 Mulberry Street. She ignored him. Uh, uh, Mr. Talented, the talented Mr. Shaw, <laughs> Tyrell Shaw, he held his phone up to the glass storefront. On the screen was a vulgar message about women in Chinese. Oh, lovely. I guess who was directing that at her. I wish I knew exactly what it was. And, I, you know, the suspect left, and then he returned with a hard object inside a bag, and he hit the victim's forehead. Uh, his bow ties, as I said, they're made from things like dice. There was one with Scrabble tiles. <laughs> and it said uh, Barack Obama. It was all spelled out. Uh, mostly dice, though. Uh, and and I have a blog post of his from this is uh, very recent... Uh, June 18th, I believe, 
why I decided to leave Earth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, he's suicidal is the thing. He got in, uh, he got in contact with his uh, sort of a, a, a teenage girlfriend, right? She's, you know, when he was 16, she was 17. He's 25 now. And she's like, what the fuck? And uh, he was wearing a ski mask and a noose. <laughs> and she's like, don't do that. And he's like, oh, okay. So nobody knows where he is right now. He has, has no documented residence that anybody knows of. They He's, should try. Guy's a mystery. Looking for him in Chinatown. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's I mean, what I mean. Maybe I'm no Bo Deedle, but I think that's where he should be. You know, uh, flushing. Check yeah, flushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, he could have a field day. Uh, he says uh, in the in the blog post why I decided to leave Earth. I want the media to know I was very punctilious. Oh. Opening sentence throws in punctilious. Well, I had to look it up. I never use a word like punctilious. You use that word? I, I, I'm saying. Uh, showing great attention to detail or correct behavior. He's been punctilious. Thank you, Mr. Talented. He <laughs> <laughs> learned that while he got his GED at Bellevue. Mr. 50 Cent Word. <laughs> I've always treated women with the utmost respect. Well, I mean, oh, you know, up until... Unless right. they're Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted to reach the conclusion... I never wanted to reach the conclusion that Asian women would never take me serious because of the color of my skin and because of my inability to add L-Y at the appropriate time. You could have probably stopped right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the color of his skin part. Well, don't judge him by the color of his yeah, skin. Of but by the, you judge a man by the content of his of white his plastic tie. bag. Yeah. <laughs> In less than 350 days, I talked to nearly 1,500 Asian women, and none of them took time out of their day to say hello. I, you know, he might have talked to the same three or 400. Uh, I, I think he's exaggerating each. a little bit, too. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he kept a count, a meticulous count. Uh, well, he was punctilious, so yeah. yeah. I became furious because, see, he says none of them took the time out of their day to say hello. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's, you strike out a few times. And, you know? and gotta, He's one of these numbers games guys. Yeah, yeah, and I got to tell you too, look, man, I mean, if you're a stranger, this is New York, but if you're like a, a, a if you're a stranger, Asian people are scared of a lot of things, mm -hmm. and I'm sure strange black men might scare them, so... Yeah, I mean, know, I mean, I mean, by strange, why he's so... Yeah, yeah I mean... They, they don't know him. Stra you know strange I mean? men of any sort. Yeah, yeah, of any sort. And so, and so, uh, yeah, and this, this is and this, Jose Vega joining me today, a lifelong New Yorker, born in uh, born in Puerto Rico, but uh, raised on uh, on the Upper West Side. Okay, so you're, yeah, born in uh, the Bronx, and <laughs> yeah, born in the South Bronx, little Puerto Rico. <laughs> uh, uh, do you march in the uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade? No, I have something called self esteem, uh, so uh, I try not to do the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Uh, okay, man, if you don't like rape, that I guess that's well, your no, personal you know, it's choice. Cr it's crazy. That's more of a New Yorkian thing, and there's a I'm like a Puerto Rican. Like you know, when you ask me when's the last time I've been to the island, I don't say what Rikers. You know what I mean? <laughs> I actually, you know, that they're talking about Puerto Rico. So. Oh, yeah. Hey, I like that. Well, uh, this guy is getting increasingly angry, I think, in this. He says, uh, like, I, I became furious because none of them would take the time out of their day to say hello, and I never agreed with violence. But I knew the only way I could overcome that sense of rejection uh, would start by assaulting the women that carelessly rejected me. I can relate to that. I, I've done that. I mean. Sure. I mean, we've all felt that way. The sure. thing is, you let that thought pass. Yeah. You go, oh, well, that's, I, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm infatuated with the idea of having an Asian wife and raising children. 
well, you're out of no, no, that's where you go. Oh, he's out of his fucking mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what a terrible idea, having a wife and kids. Uh, I overworked myself for a simple idea of romance. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, overworked. You talked to 1,500 women in 350 days. That's, what is that? How many is that? It's almost Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger doesn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Mick, Jagger did, Mick Jagger doesn't have to talk to women. <laughs> yeah, it's true, that's true. He has that's them true. delivered like a pizza. Absolutely. He says, I didn't expect this amount of attention from the media. But I had to do it. History needed my reaction oh, really? towards Asian women. Yeah. See, he's telling a story here. I would like to consider myself a writer, but colleagues would call me a designer. Colleagues? There you go. Colleagues. He has them. You know, if someone has colleagues, you have to go, oh, okay, hold on a second. Maybe we were wrong about this guy. Who are these uh, colleagues? I think they're the Bloods. <laughs> he says, I've displayed my work at popular restaurants in New York, like Nalo, New York. Do you know the place? Yeah, of course. And I'm, I'm, he's absolutely lying about that. Nalo is, uh, I believe, it's the Upper East Side Eatery where they have like $100 burgers or something like that. So I don't think he was displaying his artwork there. You don't think so? You don't think it's possible? You know? Well, it's possible. Anything's possible in this city, but I think they might have called the police on him. Hmm. Nalo, he says, he displayed his work at Nalo. New York City, uh, Nalo, New York. I do. What, and, and you say they have what kind of shit there? It's, it's like really, it's in the post all the time. Uh, it, it's like, you know, the big celebrity eatery. Um, oh, right. And, uh, but they're, they're notorious for overpricing uh, their meals and stuff like that. They have like mm-hmm. a $200 pasta for one or something ridiculous. Oh, like for that. crying out loud, yeah. pasta? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Jesus. That's what you stay home and eat. You know? Yeah, you, gotta, you need to, if we're going to pay $200 for something, better be an escort. Yeah. <laughs> it better be ground out of yeah. a, out of a fucking virgin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> virgin entrail pasta. I've had an art show. Uh, see, he also says I studied the entire upper, upper East side. Uh, I've also, uh, had an art show at Marcus Samuelson's red rooster. That I believe where I've made so many local friends. Well, this is also believable. My blog has over 100,000 views, and my designs are sold at Aim Aim on 29th Street and Broadway Avenue. Now, this is becoming a bit of, a, of an ad. Yeah, yeah, it is. It it's is. like, wait, I'm, why am I reading this fucking guy's credits? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem right. He's a, you're, aren't you a fucking uh, assaulter of women? No. Over 100,000 views on Mr. Talented. That's, you know, now linked to New York Times links. Is that a fact? Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't check. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it says on here. I mean, it was just in the paper, man. So, you know, people are going to, people are going to know who he is. Yeah. He's, he, yeah, he's. He's not boring though, I tell you, this guy. No, not at all. No, he's not boring. It seems as if uh, there would be a, a dating site for a guy like this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are people who want to move to the United States. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah coming, coming from Bangladesh. There's, uh, I mean, in all that time you spent, maybe you, you, if you just sold a few more bow ties, you go, hey, you know what? Why don't you uh, come here? Yeah. Be my wife. Yeah. And I will, uh, you know, uh, do anything I want. Right, know? right. <laughs> I mean, we'll have children. Right. We'll name our first kid Ted Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, uh, so far, not a killer, but I think he could do it. I yeah, think. no, definitely. He's seemed, building up to it. He's yeah. building up to it. You this, know? Yeah. It's, it's going to get boring for him eventually, mm-hmm. and he's going to need to take it up a notch. And um, mm. 
it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. So he, he describes all this. He says my work has been uh, featured on on Humans of New York and Respect Magazine. I'm huh. pretty, and he says I'm pretty established in the art world. But do they call me Tyrell the artist? I sell bow ties. I have a picture of Adam Sandler wearing one of them. But do they call me Tyrell the artist? <laughs> Mr. Blog has a hundred thousand views. They call me Tyrell the blogger. You assault. Six Asian women. <laughs> All right. His actual blog ended with, the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty established in the art world. That was a little, I went on a tangent. Okay. I just understand. I, here's what he says. I just couldn't understand why Asian women didn't find me attractive. Suddenly, and this is where it gets weird, I assumed the ones that I'm attracted to use cocaine. <laughs> So I decided to play a game, bash Asian women in the nose so that they could stop sniffing cocaine and give me a chance. Wow, that is like, that's out of this world. If you're not already that's gone, the, That's the Asian girl you do want. You know what I mean? That's the one you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what he says. You know, you want to you you meet her. You want to go. Let's go. Let's go for, let's go for some sake bombs, uh, you know, uh, and, and let's do some of that blow that you have. It yeah. should be perfect. You know what I mean? Why would you hit her? Hit yourself in the head. Well, this, this is his thing. This is his. Yeah. I just lost all respect for this his, guy. His twisted thing. <laughs> it just lost all fucking respect. Because it's really been a, a respect building was, exercise. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, this guy's a character. He's, he's, he's interesting. You know, he's got balls. Yeah. And then he doesn't like women to do cocaine I mean you know just I, gone it, I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused by, I'm backing out of the room slowly <laughs> not like you now he figures here's what he figures the Asian women he's attracted to are sniffing cocaine and the powerful <laughs> narcotic clouds their judgment so if only you injure their noses they'll stop using and come to their senses and see how roman romantic this all is. This guy should be a drug counselor. Well, not, not only that. It's not an assault. It's yeah, an yeah, intervention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about this. The radical, a radical new concept it in recovery. Doesn't the he realize game. you can smoke cocaine as well as well as shoot it? I mean, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to dismember them eventually. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I don't want to give this guy any ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be a court again. Yeah, I love it. Try to get somebody to quit using it. Oh. We play the nose game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine going up to your buddy, just punching him in the face and be like, Jesus, what was that for? You're like, listen, man, I'm just tired of hanging out with you. You're just wired all the time. I'm worried about I'm you. I'm worried man. about you, you're bro. You're tweaking, man. Uh, yeah, you're tweaking. You're tweaking. I can't yeah. understand a word you're saying. All right. Actually, we're going to play the, the nose game. First, you reject me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and says, I'll punch you in the face because I care about you. I don't want to see you go down there, that long, d disgusting, disturbing road of you gotta drug have, You got to have the poor man nunchucks. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a white plastic bag. With, this should be in the Smithsonian once they find out what's in it. You know what would be a great... Uh, you know what would be a great uh, thing to, to have in there? It's like, I, I, I mean, like a, just a good... You know what? What is a heavier than anything in a way is those big, like a glass ashtray. You know what I mean? Oh, those will, those will tear your ass up. Yeah, they're heavy, they're solid, mm -hmm. and they just have just the right size. Hard object in there. Uh, I, that that's my theory. I think it's I think it's a big. <laughs> I want it to be a big glass ashtray. It, it it very well likely will be. It's going to be something we've never uh, thought of. He says I, I fir at first I thought I could get away with one million noses, but at sixth victim I felt a little discouraged. <laughs> Dude, you're off to a great start. <laughs> Settle in, pace yourself. Uh, he says I didn't even expect to bash the dry cleaning lady in the mouth. <laughs> she went overboard with the verbal abuse. <laughs> Well, that happens to everybody. You ever been to a drug cleaner? 
yeah, by, by the way, drag cleaning ladies in Chinatown, huge COVID. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> big time. Count on it. Yeah, that's it. They don't know. They got more money than they know what to do with. He says, that was actually my day off from playing the nose game. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'll call it, the nose game, he says. Uh, she asked for it. Inform NYPD uh, that they could stop searching for me because I'm going to commit suicide. Actually, I've already tied a noose to the bottom of an elevator, and I'm going to wait until someone pushes a button so that it's not considered a practical suicide. This is actually murder. Thank you. I love you. Wow. Going up. <laughs> wow. This guy, this guy makes Charlie Manson sound like Billy Graham. This guy, this guy is, uh, he, he's... How's he going to get under the elevator? You know, I, he's, he, he's a wily Coyote kind of dude. <laughs> he I, I really just, is. That's exactly it, what he is. He's got it all sketched out, and I don't think it's a realistic uh, plan. But it's so New York. You know, it's so New York that, you know, that's how he's going to kill himself in People, an elevator. Oh, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just such a New York thing. You could just, he lives in some tenement somewhere and, uh, and you know. I don't know. He sounds pretty fashionable to me. <laughs> he sounds like he's. Um, he sounds pretty he, ghetto fabulous to me. Yeah. He's a little ghetto <laughs> fabulous. But he hobnubs with Adam Sandler and he knows comics. I'm surprised we've never met this well, guy. Well, you know, I, apparently he's like buddies with a lot of comedians. Well, I think. I, 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 start asking around. I think he just. Uh, Tracy Morgan is the picture he's in the post. There's a picture of this guy with Tracy Morgan. And I, it looks like he just, you know, he, he jumps in and gets, you know, a photo. That's what it is. And like uh, like with Sandler, Sandler he's like, where, where you want to put this bow tie on, you know, whatever. Like, uh, it's, I don't believe he actually spends a lot of time with celebrities. <laughs> either. Who knows? Uh, you know, stranger things have occurred. A career, uh, oh, and by the way, I want you to know, those of you who are, uh, the, the guys on the loose, still out there. If yeah, you're an Asian amazing. woman. Keep your eye, keep your eyes open. You know this. Show, that's always hard. That's always hard for Asian women. Th this show is huge in the in the uh, in that community. Huge. Is it really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody in Chinatown. They they. There's two things they love: mahjong and New York City Crime Report. Really? Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. They're tuned in. Uh, but be careful, ladies. Uh, and uh, and. Uh, you know, by all means, uh, if you have to have a, a white plastic bag of your own, <laughs> you know, then do that. Uh, keep yourself safe. Guard that, uh, you know, nose. Yes, yeah, sure. After your nose. This is one time, not after your pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after you, this is a great, uh, another great example of how gun violence is not always uh, the thing that's, it's this crude, yeah, really yeah. old-fashioned shit. And in caveman days, like in a more simple time, this sure. would have worked. Oh, yeah, yeah. You bash a woman, you drag her off. Sure, yeah, you know, But yeah. this guy's not even hanging around to do that. Yeah, no, no. Hitting them and leaving. Well, if you're trying to get a million in... Yeah, I think for uh, fifteen hundred, you know, turndowns, a million bash noses, a little overboard. He broke my record of last year, fifteen hundred yeah. turndowns. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. I hate this dude. This, this guy stealing all my ideas. Oh yeah, yeah like, the, 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 trying to play it like a, like like the numbers game. Never, I, 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 can't, I can't stand the rejection. You know what I mean? Like to, to, to get to to have a, to have that many women say no. If you ask enough women, you know, eventually. They say yes, but uh, apparently not. But dude, I mean, I, I, we get a little disappointed after a hundred rejections. You know, I mean, you got to keep trying your your guy. But I mean, fifteen hundred. I feel bad for him. I think he could do so much better online. I think he's gonna make the million. I think if he just set something up online, he's Craigslist. not an ugly, he's not an ugly guy. Craigslist, man, that's what he should do. 
You know, People respond to that all the time. Craigslist, uh, uh, no, Tinder, be, there's Tinder. Yeah, yeah. You're telling me that Tinder is a you. You go around talking to. First of all, nobody talks to anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop talking to people. Yeah, yeah. That absolutely. is that shit is out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what is this 2008? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and 1500, and 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 there. I don't think that there's a million uh, Asian women cokeheads. Right. In this uh, city, maybe in I don't even think in China is Coke that big in China. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if they can get it. Uh, they might enjoy it. I, I'm sure it's big everywhere. It's it's I you know I've never tried cocaine. I know it's big in the Bronx. Oh God, I have. I've never. Tried. <laughs> <laughs> How'd it make you feel? Uh, uh, desperate, desperate for more. Oh yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's a tricky drug. It's a tricky drug. Uh, the older you get, the least I stay away. From, I got to really stay away from it. You know, I, yeah. I I've. Uh, Hang out, you know. I work in a in, in a industry where a lot of people do it. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, you must know this. It's, oh well, uh, a lot of a lot of industries. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah enjoy that cocaine. Yeah, yeah. I have to. It takes a lot of willpower to turn it down, but uh, you got you got to do it. You hey man, good for you. You know, I see. I never even tried it, and uh, not tonight though. Tonight, same, go- same reason. I never tried. I never tried golf, and I never tried cocaine because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like it, and I know I can't afford it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's who's true. Got, who's got I've that? done them both at the same time, actually, and that's a true story. I actually uh, yeah. went out with some buddies, and right before we went to, to play a couple rounds of golf, we did a couple of bumps, and uh, it was. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's nine thousand dollars later. You're on the fourth right. hole. I'm, like, golf, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fucking swing it again. My, my golf game sucked, but uh, <laughs> but I had a good time. You get a little impatient there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You'll play through a lot. Absolutely. Just hit the ball. Stop fucking talking. Yeah, uh, I've uh, I, the only uh, time I ever I've never uh, golf. I never golf, but I, I mini golf. I've done. And oh, that's I've got, I mean, I've gotten stoned on marijuana and played mini golf. That's the closest I've come to that experience. That's a rite of passage. Yeah, and uh, and it was much slower. Probably you guys probably got through eighteen holes on the real it course a, faster it, than it, I it got was, through that I think course. It was Thirty-two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging a club outside, getting into shape. You know, uh, it's a dangerous city. A career criminal is charged with attempted unlawful imprisonment after violently grabbing. A nine-year-old outside her home in Brooklyn. The girl yelled for her dad when 38-year-old Robert Dratch exposed himself and snarled, Come with me, trying to drag her away. This is at 7 a.m. This guy attempts more rape before breakfast than most of us do all day. This is a story just in time for Father's Day. Yeah, kids. No, no No, kids, man. this, This girl's dad came charging out of the house, subdued the fiend, that's a favorite tabloid word. Sure. So it snarled. Yeah. And uh, held him until cops arrived. It's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's snarled. Snarled. Now, uh, Chevy Vega, agree or disagree? If you can't successfully rape a nine-year-old, you got no business raping. Yeah. I, I, of course, I agree. I mean, like, who is this guy, Emmanuel Lewis? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like, come on, dude. I mean, this, that's absurd. I mean, was he a quadriplegic? Uh, <laughs> you yeah, yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it oh, it should be shit. easy pickings, yeah, right? Seriously. Stephen, that's low, that's low Stephen Hawking. Fruit. Stephen Hawking could rape a nine-year-old girl, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, she'd be begging for it. <laughs> you know, you can't rape the willing on Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I want you. Dratch was taken. <laughs> Come with me. <laughs> Snarling. <laughs> Dratch was taken to the 61st Precinct Station House. He yanked. This is what it says. 
uh, by the way, and I want and I want to get this uh, out of the way that the 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 authorities are withholding uh, the family's name due to the to the nature of the sure. crime. Clearly, she's brought uh, shame on the family. Uh, Dratch was taken to the sixty first Street sixty. Excuse me. Uh, sometimes I'm good at this. Precinct <laughs> Station House, sixty first Precinct. Uh, he yanked. Uh, and this is a. I'm going to just read it how it was said in the paper where he yanked a lighter out of his rear end and set fire to a chair. Uh, You know, hardly anyone likes a child rapist, but one thing everybody hates is a magician. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, this is David Blaine over here. He he, he pulled the lighter out of his ass. He didn't just pull it, he yanked it. (laughs) He yanked it out of his ass. Well, that's how you got to do it, man. You just can't, you can't go slow on that. You can't, you got to just... Get it out of there. It's 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 yeah. you know, but that's a very common thing for criminals. I mean, uh, they they you know, drug dealers when they're about to get busted, uh, you know, they 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 run with their stash, shove it up their ass. They know they're about to be arrested, and then they 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 pull it out in jail and sell it for double the price. Yeah. Don't ask me how I know that. They they wait. Explain this process to me again. I I was I had a text from News Whore. I hope she hasn't text again. <laughs> it's just just distracting. <laughs> now you were saying. Uh, they, well, that's a common thing for for uh, guys that have been in and out of jail. Um, mm-hmm. Any kind of contraband that you have when you know you're about to go into jail, uh-huh. you shove up your ass. I mean, that's why they check your ass. But some guys, you know, they they do X-rays all the time every day in prison, and you know, guys have. Contraband. Everything, from, uh, contraband, everything from even even like shanks and all kinds of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they you put know, shanks up your ass. The, That's gotta be. You don't you don't want to go do the twist with a shank up your ass. <laughs> you don't want to go <laughs> club it. Hit the club with Jay Z with a shank up your ass. I mean, yeah, come on. No, you yeah, you prefer not to. Yeah, yeah, prefer yeah, yeah, prefer yeah. to never have a shank in could your you, ass. Could you imagine the doctor's reaction when you pull you into the St. Luke's? Say like my word, you have a shank up your ass. This is, I mean, um, uh, I you carry the shank. I can't even do a walking. Yeah, <laughs> I refuse to to put a lot of effort into it. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, I carried this uh, in in my Christopher ass. Christopher Walken's probably done that for your father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> officers, officers scrambling to extinguish the flames in his uh, holding cell. Uh, they uh, while that while that was happening, uh, they see cops couldn't find the lighter. Uh, he shoved the lighter back inside himself, <laughs> and not just to hide it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think he was enjoying the whole thing. It sounds as if he's having a good time with it. Uh, he see why would you if you're trying to hide it? Why you set fire to your fucking chair? He's an exhibitionist, dude. He's uh, an exhibitionist, and I'm gonna tell you something else. Oh, that's right. He showed his. <clears> could dick. you imagine being like, oh, dude? Listen, I fuck. I don't have any matches. And it's, I want to light my cigarette. And a guy pulls it out of his ass. And you go, and well, I'll fuck it. I, I, I think I'm going to quit smoking. <laughs> Dratch was rushed to a nearby hospital for x-rays, as you said. Yeah. While cops waited for a warrant to conduct a body search. They need a warrant to conduct a, a body He's It's in his ass. Well, they played it by the book, you know. They yeah. played it by the book. They played uh, yeah, it by the book. Hey, good, good. You know what? Yeah. They didn't yeah. grab a plunger like and start cops, ramming I, it in there. They, I like how it says the cops scrambled. It's like the Keystone Cops. It sounds like uh, it's, it's, it's like a Monty <laughs> it's, Python sketch or something. Yeah. It's a, they scrambled to put the fire out on this guy's ass. Holy well, shit. And you sort of go like. Cops are underpaid in this city, dude. They really are. Hey, you know what? I, I'm going to agree with you uh yeah yeah sure pay the pay the cops more and, and the teachers less sure because they're doing a shitty job dratch uh as uh, his, his rectum was protected by procedural red tape <laughs> when the warrant arrived dratch forced the lighter out and attempted to swallow it you know this guy's very desperate to keep this lighter 
This is <laughs> He really is dude <laughs> Jesus Christ Has he never been to Dwayne Reed <laughs> Holy smokes You get them everywhere cents. Jesus yeah. Christ yeah. Just let it go His father gave it to him On his deathbed What a fucking <laughs> <laughs> it's, a it's engraved It's engraved You know Yeah Poppy <laughs> to, go, my, to go, my little son Papo Chegui <laughs> I don't know I what love that means. to make It's hilarious though uh, He starts uh, This is an interesting story did he, did though he, did, he, did he actually Did he, did he swallow it? He did tried he to swallow it They got it away from him Thank God it starts, <laughs> This story starts with a guy Trying to rape a nine year old And it ends with him Pleasuring his ass With a lighter in a cage It's like a, it's like a Fellini movie uh, it's uh, yeah, quite a story. It, it turns into kind of a madcap comedy, as you said. It's like a Buster Keaton kind of deal. Yeah, it really is. And uh, he, I wonder if this guy's got a SAG card. His uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah, his uh, grandmother, uh, Dratch's grandmother. They they reached out to her for a quote. I mean, you know who we need to find out. You know, let's talk to his grandmother about this. <laughs> She'll have some insight. She said, "That's not Robbie. He would never do anything like that." <laughs> uh, anything like what? Which part of it? Yeah, Which yeah, part yeah, of it yeah, is yeah. so out of character? Yeah, yeah. The, no, the, the nine-year-old girl thing, he does it all the time. But, I mean, the, the lighter up the yeah. ass. He's not an animal. Yeah, that's Robbie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, the, the post headline was like, uh, Dad stops career criminal from raping his nine-year-old daughter. It should have said, the, like, shitty rapist has smelly yeah. lighter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, you've uh, been in New York uh, now for what thirty some odd years. Yeah, now, and you uh, you've seen the mayors come and go. I've been sure. here only since two thousand six, so I arrived during the uh, I guess would be Bloomberg. Yeah, Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah, because it was Bloomberg forever. Yeah, got he, the he, third term. He bought his third term. Yeah, he paid for it with yeah. his own day. You know, and he, he here's the thing about Bloomberg. He, he would just shell out for things that he sure. wanted done. He'd be like, all right, we, you, what, you don't have the funds? I got the fucking funds. Yeah, yeah. Pay me and, back. Which is sort of, uh, I, 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 you know, I think two ways about that. I think on the one hand, he's, spending his, he's, he's putting his money where his mouth is. He's a fucking billionaire. On the other hand, it's like, well, you can't just make shit up just because you can afford it. Sure. Uh, he thinks so. But you kind of can. Yeah, you can. Of course. He's, he's a, he was a little fella. He is a little fella. He's a little mayor. Uh, so uh, And Ray Kelly That was the Ray Kelly era yep. Now what did you think Of Ray Kelly You know I gotta be honest With you man um, He did a good job mm -hmm. uh, He really did He really cleaned up The streets I mean I remember in the 90s uh, New York City Was just Insane You yeah. know uh, And when Giuliani Really started Giuliani really Cleaned up the city Sure But, but I remember In the 80s Um I mean, uh, on the Upper West Side, I mean, you, you could walk out, Columbia University, 10 blocks away, there were hookers, yeah. you know, out in the open. Uh, if you know anything about Times Square, uh, just in the 80s and mm -hmm. early 90s, I mean, it was like, yeah. you could, you could, you know, you could buy, you know, lesbian midget trannies, anything, anything, yeah. you know, goes. You got to work a little harder to get that now. And uh, you, uh, <laughs> you really do. You really do. And it's taxed, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, regulated. Yeah, yeah. It's now the, uh, but, and it tells you how many calories. But did sucks. you ever think, did you think Ray Kelly's uh, got did his crime, uh, his, his proactive crime fighting, was it ever overbearing to you? Sure. I mean, I don't know if it was him that did the uh, stop and frisk. Yeah. He was which a was, yeah, uh, big fan of stop you and know, frisk. That was, that was after 9-11, you know, and then stop and frisk came along. And it was funny. Um, I used to do this bit where uh, I'd say, you know, the numbers just came out. You're not going to believe this. Uh, uh, 80% of the people that were stopped and frisked last year, okay, 80%, you're not going to believe this, were either black or Hispanic. Okay, the other twenty percent look black or Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it's like. But it's funny. I kind of feel bad because I've never been stopped and frisked. You know, I mean, 
uh, ever, and I deserve to be stopped and frisked, but uh, it's never happened to me, you know. Well, I've there's just so many blacks and Puerto Ricans. Yeah, I guess. I guess <laughs> and Hispanics. I, and I, 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 have a, I wear Ray Bans. You, you know, I, I'm not like the typical like Puerto Rican looking person stereotype, you know, uh, of yeah. what cops are afraid of, you know. Uh, right, right, yeah, yeah. You know, you're not. Uh, I'm walking around with books, you know, shit, you know. Yeah. A laptop, you know what I mean, and Ray Bans. You know, yeah. a goatee. They're just like, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're you, you're cool. Yeah, yeah. We're, that, we're I, gonna let you be the one. I think I'm Moroccan. You're you're one we can be okay with. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, yeah. So so what you're saying is the profiling is on a level of like this guy looks like a criminal. It's not all just based on color, and, right? Right. And right. ethnicity. Well, that's a relief. Well, the crime rate plunged during the tenure of Ray Kelly. He's been quiet since leaving that office. Uh, his former police commissioner, of course, but in a Fox. Business news interview this week, Kelly appeared and he talked about the recent rise in murders and shootings. He says the problem is that the city has abandoned his proactive policing strategy. A lot of the signals uh, that have been given to police officers, he said, certainly here and in uh, the, the other cities, is don't engage in proactive policing. Be reactive. Wait for that 911 call to come in. Now, you can't do that. I mean, we know that. Uh, you you got to go out there and find some people who are probably up to no good and make trouble. Yeah. That's it. He's actually Beat right, Beat the man. bushes a little bit. Yeah, he's, a, <laughs> yeah, he's actually... Yeah, shake the tree. Yeah. He's actually right, man, because he had... Uh, I forget what it was called. I think it was called... Um, uh, geez, uh, something... Quality of life. Yes. Uh, policing or the something. The broken windows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they, they stop... Uh, uh, criminals for these like misdemeanor kind mm-hmm. of things, oh, yeah. and they turn out these guys have warrants out, and, and you know they've been looking for these guys. And, yeah, yeah, and they, got, they got a bag with a hard object in it. Yeah, I got buddies of mine that are cops, and they're just like they're they're afraid of uh, of uh, you know engaging really these days because you know they lose their job. Yeah, you know they'll make yeah. it in the paper and they'll lose their job, they'll lose their pension. They've been under force ten years and. Uh, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and he's, he's actually right about that. And pe- people don't want to be confrontational, especially since uh, all the shit that happened back, in, well, starting last summer. Sure. And then, and then into the, uh, this is, you know, of course, got Garner. Uh, yeah. It, said, choked to death, you yeah. know. Uh, and it uh, happened. All of those that were like 15 in a row that like were something ridiculous like that, where that happened, uh, uh-huh. where unarmed black men were shot. It was like that. It was like the ice bucket challenge. Yeah. You know, it just caught, it just caught like, it was like, it's a phenomenon all of a right. sudden. It was the you same know? summer. Yeah. People were like, yeah, it was like, there was like 15 of them and the it was all over of, the country. Cops killing uh, black guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah The yeah. ice bucket challenge. Right. Same, <laughs> right, right. right. Like some kind of connection. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but like, yeah. Right. It was very trendy. It was very, very trendy. Like, I think that's trendy. what it was, is you nominated a, a black friend of yours to, right. be, to be killed by the cops. Right, right, right. And, and, <laughs> and then and, he made a video. Right. And then, exactly. And then the video, it was very viral. Boy, those were the days. And everybody, I mean, everybody was caught on camera. You know? yeah, yeah, and now they got these like uh, these body cams. You know, uh, these cops have on. How yeah, easy it is? How easy is it to switch that thing off? <laughs> because well, if, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't I, know. I don't know if it's monitored. They're, they're still something. trying them, uh, and uh, I think uh, it, it will, it'll be very easy for them to turn it off. I'm sure that's going to be uh, bad for corrupt cops. 
I it's mean, just bad news. It's just like one of those deals, you know. I mean, like I think that uh, and it, it could it could be nice. It could be something. They're probably not going to get a lot of real funny shit, you know. No. But they could get some. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure they see some funny things. Oh, I sure. Bet, I mean, how long will it be before uh, to raise funds? They sell cop videos that they make from there, and it's going to be that's going to be the show. Oh yeah, cop, that's that's right around the corner. Cop cams. Yeah, that's that's go- what it's going to be called. That, yeah, that's going to be right around the corner. That'll yeah. be a huge hit too. Yeah, that'll be a huge hit. Oh, I think that I. I might have just conceived that. Yeah, yeah, you got to so, trademark that. Somebody owes me some money. Uh, it's uh, I'll take it in Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says that the city felt safer in 2013 when he was on the job. Uh, it never felt safer. Now people are somewhat uneasy. They're coming to me and talking about it. And I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the guy anymore. Uh, he says they're uneasy about the subway. They see more homeless people. The optics have changed somewhat. I miss I yeah. miss hearing things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the optics. That's police talk. Yeah. That's police talk. You know, uh, I was under the impression. They say that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my godfather is a sergeant in the Bronx, and he'd call my grandfather. He'd call my house and be like, hey, is grandpa around? I'm willow around. And I'm like, no, he's not here. He's like, I was under the impression he was home. I mean, they have a way of talking. <laughs> Yeah, they can't turn it off, man. You know, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Cops are cops all the way down. Absolutely, you ever go to a cop bar? It's like dangerous. Wouldn't wouldn't do it. Drunken cops. I I've done it. Drunken yeah, cops. I never feel safer than when there's a, a cop or two around. And I and and when I went to entertain uh, three hundred cops at a function, I've never felt less safe. Yeah. Than three hundred drunken police yeah. officers, uh, but in a good way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like hey, we're really having fun, right? Yeah. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, being a white guy, you always feel like you know. I guess there's a little more benefit of the doubt. Now you, you know you're uh, uh, Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. And uh, born in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Uh, do you uh, do you feel as, and, and and you get a little benefit of the doubt because of why. <laughs> Uh, I, the you way know, you carry yourself. The way I carry myself. I mean, you're not going to be scared of a Puerto Rican guy in a Led Zeppelin T-shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I went to. A, I'm not kidding. I went to. A, I like country music. I like hockey. You know what I mean? Uh, I know that sounds crazy. And you just go around saying that. It's like I, I like country I, music. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Like hockey. Usually just it takes a looking couple, left, yeah, looking right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got back from Tim McGraw, and it's actually a true story. Well, Tim McGraw. <laughs> oh, come on, man. I mean, Tim like, McGraw rocks. I think I'm more Puerto Rican than yeah, you are. I think so too. <laughs> well, uh, he says, uh, you know, the optics have changed. Is what I'm. I agree. Yeah. I see that people down there on the train, uh, smelly people. Yeah. And they're sleeping down there. Yeah. And and, and a lot more. I see a yeah, lot yeah, more absolutely. people stretched out. Yeah. Doing the man spread. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, it's uh, there. There's a, a crime spike down there. Trouble downstairs. Subway crime is up twenty percent. Yeah, I heard that. Robberies, grand larcenies, uh, they're driving the figure. Subway robberies have soared 65% yep. in the last four weeks, up 10% for the year. Uh, transit police bosses were summoned to headquarters to explain the alarming spike. Called onto the carpet. Oh, uh, sure. Three people, uh, by the way, uh, in the me- uh, meanwhile, jumped in front of trains. Uh, and, and we've uh, referenced this in a show recently. Three people in separate boroughs jumped in front of three separate trains. A 20-year-old took the Manhattan-bound L to hell, hopping off of Ridgewood, Queens, a bright and early 10 to 9 a.m. Less than two hours later, a man in his 40s took the downtown four, heading south of heaven around 10.35 a.m. Then just after 11 a.m., a woman in her 40s sought relief 
from the downtown three at seventy second Street. Really interesting. Well, I tell you what, that would be a good place to jump in front of a train. I really like that station. I like that station too. I've got a lot of good associations with that station. They got free Wi-Fi too, which is pretty. You know cool. what? It's it's just so nice. It's like uh, you, when you come out of that station and you look around, it's like the most. I don't care what time of year it is, it puts you in a good mood. Yeah, yeah, that's seventy second Street. There's a there's a word. It's a, it's a square. It's one of those squares. Uh, really nice little park. There's a Grace Papaya yeah, right there. Absolutely. I absolutely. love the Grace Papaya. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, there's even an ATM. I'll tell you, if you're oh, Bank, yeah, if you're bank yeah. of America, you're like, hey, go, go here. I got $5 out. I'm going to go spend it on a hot dog and a papaya juice. Two hot dogs. And I want them black. Then I'm going to jump in front of the train. Yeah, I'm going to end it all. This is my last meal. <laughs> you know, I, I, the I woman's find... actually uh, in serious but stable condition. Jesus, she survived? Yeah. Well, st- in stables, you know, obviously a, yeah. a, a lot That's of That's a lie. That's just a lie. <laughs> a, <laughs> oh, my God, is my father going to be okay? He's in stable condition. She's a lot. I'm going to start planning a funeral. Yeah. But uh, yeah. instability, I think, it might be part of this woman's <laughs> issue. Uh, <laughs> By the way, uh, a guy jumped in front of the end at 36th Avenue, just steps away from the smallest room in New York City. A lot of train jumpers. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, I, I say, hey, you know what? Just uh, if, if you do it, this is... It's these, selfish. These, it's selfish, man. These I, two of these right in the right smack in the middle. I got a 10 o'clock show at, 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 you know, at the cellar. Rush hour You're here. You're fucking me up here. Rush hour. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for crying out loud, 9 a.m., 10 to 9. But I'm surprised it's not more, man. I'm not surprised it's not more more people, man, because uh, this is a bad city to be depressed in. You oh, know, uh, yeah. You know, uh, three, that's it? Shit. You know, I think <laughs> I'm going to jump in front of the train every day, dude. <laughs> Just don't do it. You know what yeah, I mean? it's weird, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, I often have said it, you know, I'm not a suicidal person, but some days the MTA just gives you too much time to think about it. Yeah, it really does. You're absolutely <laughs> right. They really do. They really, really, they're egging you on. They're just egging you on to do it. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, uh, you know, it's good hanging. I think, I think we're kind of hitting, uh, the, the, I'm looking over at the time and, uh, what the fuck, you know? Cool deal. Uh, call it a day. Yeah, man. It, it, you, uh, you're a comedian. Yeah. And you perform. And I, you know, obviously I know this. I've worked with you. Where do you? Uh... I'll be at the stand tomorrow. Um, you're gonna be at the stand tomorrow. Yeah. What's tomorrow? It's Saturday. Yeah. All right, great. I'm on with, the early show. On the early show. Yeah. Okay. Come to the six o'clock show at the stand. Uh, this, this will be. That's probably two days ago by now, but. Uh, because I don't think this is going to go out tonight. Okay. So what do you got next week? I, you know, I don't know yet. I you don't know yet. I have right. to check my avails. I'm the same way, man. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone, if there's any bookers listening, <laughs> we are both free. <laughs> All right, man. Well, come awesome. back again, Jose. I will, dude, man. Thank you for Jose having me. Jose Chevy Vega. And uh, please check out crimereport.nyc. Always check out the Facebook page, New York City Crime Report with Pat Dixon. You can catch these stories ahead of time. Get ahead of the curve. Know what we're going to talk about. Uh, it's always a treat. Also, if you want to find Mr. Talented, uh, that we ha- I will have that up. The, the blog of a guy who, you know, he's potentially suicidal. He's obviously an artist. He's very sensitive. He's been rejected 1,500 times. We'll have another of his stories, uh, another of his blog posts in the next episode. Uh, maybe they'll catch him by then. Who knows? If you're an Asian woman, be careful. Cover up your nose. You know, wear a helmet. Do whatever it takes. And uh, also, uh, please, uh, you know, to follow on Twitter. Nobody's listening now, by the way. It's uh, over. It's <laughs> over. No one's listening. Uh, but, uh, you know, hey, that's fine. Now, the New York City Crime Report T-shirt is still for sale. You can get one. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's for a donation. You know, and you can donate as, as much as you want. 
if you want to donate a couple of grand, sure, I'll I'll send you a shirt, some bow ties. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'll send you some bow ties, uh, and and these shirts, they they look awesome. Uh, they, they feel good. It's a tall text. I don't know what that means, yeah. but I, I, I'll tell you what it means to me: comfort. And, and, it, and it means uh, a shirt that it makes it, you know my body. You know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah. I'm not that great. It makes me look a lot better than I am. That's what you want in a T-shirt. This will be your new favorite shirt. It's and a good-looking shirt. I'm going to get one. The taste and distinction that you that you project when you wear the shirt on the back: robbery, murder, rape, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> And that's why the New York City Crime Report is. I hope you uh, subscribe. Couldn't be more important. You must subscribe to the show. It's not enough. So, do you subscribe to this yet? No, no, but I'm going oh, to. Jesus Christ. <laughs> do it now. Do it I'm now. It. Take out your phone right now, yeah. everybody. Uh, go to the podcast app and just subscribe to the show. It takes you a second, and uh, it, it really means a lot to this show. Subscribe on iTunes. And if you don't subscribe there, subscribe on Stitcher and share the show from Stitch. I have so many orders for you people. Uh, do as I say. <laughs> uh, uh, if you do do those things, it, it helps us so much. And if you leave a review and, and a five-star uh, you know, ranking and stuff, it, it helps us move forward and become a better show. And for crying out loud, that's all we're trying to do entertain people for free uh, and if you want to uh, you know throw us a couple of dollars on the patreon.com nyc crime report well you know what we, no one's going to argue with that you can link to it uh, from well it all goes back to crime report.nyc check that one out i work to like uh, replace those episodes i put up a little graphic and stuff it's a little bit interesting if you're into the show uh, one more time, uh, thanks for joining me. Sure, man, my pleasure. Jose Vega. And it's awesome. Yes, thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. So I'm talking now with uh, news for Mandy Statmiller. Hey, Mandy. Hey, Pat. Hey, you uh, uh, worked at the New York Post for, gee, a number of years, right? 2007 to 2000, 2005 to 2012? Correct. And while you were there... Um, did you, uh, you, you published a lot of stories, right? Were you, what, what sort of writing did you usually do? I was a feature reporter. So oh. I worked um, on the ninth floor at 1211 Avenue of the Americas. And uh, we also shared a space with the movie critics mm -hmm. um, who were part of the feature section, which is called Pulse. And I had a dating column for a while. Oh, yeah, Pulse. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. And uh, we're going to do something we I don't think we have ever done on New York City Crime Report before, a bit of an obituary for a guy who worked at the New York Post for a number of years named Vincent Musetto. Who's Vincent Musetto? So he is uh, famous for having written the most iconic tabloid headline of all time that's still used as a teaching model and reference point in journalism schools, yeah, which yeah. is... And, and it, it is a headline that most people recognize, I think, after they hear it. Yeah, it's uh, also the name of a book of New York Post headlines. Oh, yeah, and, mm -hmm. and I think there was a movie uh, by the title and everything. No. Was there? Yeah, yeah, there was a movie made. It's, it, the, I, I, I'm sorry to ruin it for you. Go ahead and, and give, give us the headline. Uh, headless Body and Topless Bar. Right. <laughs> There's really a movie? I feel so stupid. Oh no, no, no! I mean, just, I mean, I, yeah, I've been reading about this, you know, because it's um, he died last week. Yeah, it, I, I couldn't believe it. I was just checking Facebook and I saw on, um, uh, I think Jimmy Jelinek's feed. Um, he's I, I don't know if he's still editor of Playboy. He's like a media type, and he just wrote R.I.P. and uh, 
it was one of those things where you see it, and even though he was 74, I just couldn't believe it. I just seemed like the other day I was outside of Starbucks having a, you know, coffee with him and mm-hmm. making jokes. He's the last person who I would think would have died last week. Oh wait, that's see, you knew so you knew Vincent Musetta. Yeah, I, mean, I like, knew him very I, well. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't really sure. Well, so tell me about him. I mean, how, how did you meet him? And uh... I shouldn't say I knew him very well. I knew him. Um, I would say more than I knew uh, the average colleague at the Post because he was kind of um, a pervy guy and he would um, kind of wander up and down the halls muttering to himself and wearing a yellow Santa cap. Yellow. And saying, he, he would mutter, he would say, it's turning into a women's magazine around here, which was kind of great. Yeah. And he was always wow. getting in loud fights with uh, Lou Lemonek, who's the New York Post film editor. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder what about. Uh, they just really didn't like each other. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, documented. Uh, Lou so. Lemonick of the... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lou Lemonick didn't really like me either. So I don't know. Maybe it was like a liberal conservative thing. Maybe he didn't like anybody. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's most famous for in 2008... Uh, he heard a... Uh, he, he, he felt a continual tapping on... Um, you know, the his, his back, and he said, stop touching me. And then he said, I, I said, stop touching me. And then he thwacked his uh, folder at the person behind him, and it turned out to be Roger Ebert, who <laughs> couldn't speak because he was dying of cancer. And uh, that was a hilarious day, just uh, because it was like, you know, that was like, I think they tried to keep that one down, but then they had to bring in PR firm Rubenstein to, to handle that one. <laughs> but yeah, but at the end of the day, um, you know, if you look at uh, VA's, VO, his, his name is Vincent Musetto and his byline was VA and people called him everything from VA to Vincent to, to Vinny. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his career, he was forced into retirement in 2011. And then mm. uh, 2013, he, uh, they cut him off completely and, his, uh, and he got an email from Lou Lemonick, who he hated, mm. uh, saying, you know, due to budget cutbacks, we're no longer going to uh, be using your reviews and that saved them $200 a month. Oh, well, then it's obvious why they would do that then. Yeah, so that was, that was kind and, of hard. And dismiss the longtime editor uh, since it's costing them 200 big ones a month. Yeah. And it's not like they're the fifth largest newspaper in the world. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I suppose uh, that was a personal thing. Well, I mean, you know, I just think it's one of those things where there's not really, you know, loyalty doesn't necessarily you know, exists nowadays uh, in companies the way that it used to. Although there is kind of the joke that there are certain people at the Post who are like made people, you know. Oh. Um, and yeah, Vin- Vinny was never made. <laughs> oh. You know, uh, he was always, I think he, he came on when, because the Post has been really interesting over the years. You know, it was founded by Alexander Hamilton, the longest running continuously published newspaper in history and it's gone back and forth and its ownership is being extremely liberal to, you know, since Murdoch bought it, um, extremely God ble- conservative. God, God bless Rupert, Mur- uh, Rupert Murdoch, you know, sure. uh, uh, of Australia who, uh, is, uh, I guess, you know, he, he's a very rich man mm-hmm. and, uh, and he runs a very good newspaper Yeah. now, uh, but, uh, but as you said, very conservative 
and, but very outrageous too. So is is when when Rupert Murdoch uh, took over, is that when it began to be so sort of outlandish? Yeah, I just I, I think that um, in terms of um, well, especially in terms of the politics, you know, and in terms in terms of the, I mean, the thing about the Post, the thing about any tabloid is that they are deciding who you are rooting for as the reader, like who they're taking sides sides with. Oh, yeah. Like I remember, I, th- I think they've been very um, <laughs> uh, anti-birds. Because um, <laughs> uh, like birds were what fucked up Captain it's, it's Sully, you know, like oh, like wow. just did that. Like, wow, we're definitely against birds, you know. Oh, wow. And um, I forget which side they're on in terms of, um, <laughs> I, I think they're pro-dogs. They're where, anti-bikes. Where, where are they at um, with birds chirping late at night? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, sure they would be against them. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it, it, that's great. Anti-bike. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> They're yeah. anti-Baldwin. Oh, yeah, very much so, yeah. Yeah, yeah they and, call him the bloviator. Yeah. And, and they act anti-Clinton, but I don't believe it. I don't think they're anti-Bill. I think they're just anti-Hillary. Because when Bill, you know had a grandkid and they were like they they really they they made a big deal out of it i think that they i think that there's some stuff i think uh, you know deep down bill is kind of like one one of them i'll tell you who they like they like um uh their friends and a i mean you know when uh when Regis retired, it was just like, you know, as if we had gone to war in terms of the coverage, you know, because oh. Regis was buddies <laughs> with the editor-in-chief, you know. I mean, they're, they're, that's the thing about the post that I do kind of like is, you know, when they do have loyalty, they kind of have it, even though I guess that's a little bit more, I would say, in the... Uh, nepotism range, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I guess I like people who you know go go big or go home. But Mr. So. Musetto, uh, Vincent Musetto, yeah. er, early in his career, worked for the Advance of Dover, and then he joined the Post as a copy editor in the early seventies. Uh, I'm reading from the Times obituary. Mm-hmm. He served for four decades in various capacities. Four decades, including uh, as entertainment editor. And, at one point, after retiring in 2011, he contributed freelance movie reviews to the paper. So that's the stage that you're talking about. Yeah. So in 2011, they wanted to have him uh, contribute part time to, you know, they, they basically wanted to kind of change his position so that he was, you know, doing a lot of copy desk work and then, uh, you know, some film reviews and he didn't want it. So he just kind of, you know, decided he would retire. Mm-hmm. I remember. Um, him confiding to me that uh, he was 70 years old because he was like, oh, most people don't think I'm that old. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I think I asked if um, I could be his trophy wife, but I wouldn't have to, <laughs> but I wouldn't have to sleep with him. And he was like, well, but would you, you know, get in, get in bed, you know, with, with, with clothes on every once in a while? And I was like, yeah, every once in a while. <laughs> and it was just like this hilarious, uh, I think that's why we liked each other is just we both had, you know, we, we both had uh, a more liberal mindset when it came to like talking about sex and joking about that. Yeah, he seems like the kind of guy who would be that way. Well, there was a famous, I was trying to find this quote and I couldn't find it. And I think it's probably because it's not online. I think it was a place like the New York Press where they reviewed and they rounded up all of the movie critics and they kind of described them. Mm-hmm. And they had this hilarious description of uh, VA, which was that, you know, he's working out his um, issues with Asian fetishes 
in the pages of the New York Post <laughs> because, like, it's a guy who really liked hot Asian chicks, and you can tell if you go back and read his uh, movie reviews, you know, that that's what he was... Uh, that was that was where his inspiration was coming. That from. was where his heart was. Mm-hmm. But he survived by his wife Claire, so mm-hmm. she'll be glad to hear that. I know she's a regular listener. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she would not be surprised that uh, I didn't know he was married when I made that joke. I certainly was not <laughs> <laughs> serious or trying to. Yeah, I mean, I'd never uh, seen him with his wife. Oh no, yeah, don't worry. It's, yeah. uh, you're you're in the clear here. No, okay, no good. judgment at the crime report. Good, good, good. No judgment. Let's see. Uh, now I, 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 he's. A guy who wrote newspaper headlines, and they usually, uh, as it says here, uh, they, you know, they're not usually well known. And he he actually appeared on Letterman. Yeah, I we was just watching the, yeah, we just watched the clip. Yeah. yeah, it was great. You pulled it up, and he's talking to Dave uh, from I don't know, I guess in the nineties or something. It was eighty uh, six, I believe. Eighty six. Mm-hmm. Oh my Christ! Yeah, boy, Letterman was young. A different Letterman, and uh, and and you know, I'll and, retweet that link. It's actually it was tweeted out by Lou Liminick, the oh. guy who fired him. <laughs> so that's it, Mandy Stat. Yeah. If you guys are following her, and I'll I'll retweet it from you too, just in case okay. uh, if anybody's following me, then then you know it'll, it'll make its way to you, but it'll be a bit diluted by then. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he, he, that was not his favorite headline, according to. Uh, the uh, the article here it says his favorite line his favorite headline uh, rather than uh, I mean headless body and topless bar it's uh, I mean you know it, not to, not to make too big of a deal out of it you know but people do excitedly sort of you know talk about how the uh, let me see what it says here uh, what 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 in, but what endured in public memory far longer than the crime was the headline with its its verbless audacity, arresting parallel adjectives and forceful trochaic slams. What does trochaic mean? Uh, it's some sort of uh, poetic word. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Some word that describes, uh, you know. Uh, Poetry, I guess. Uh, trochaic. I, I really don't know. Uh, the crime itself is, is I know it's worth bringing up anyway. So oh, why was there a headless body? It's fascinating. Body? Yeah, it April 13th, uh, 1983, a guy named Charles Dingle was drinking in a tavern <laughs> in Jamaica, <laughs> argued with the owner, uh, Herbert Cummings, shot him to death. Then he took several women hostage, raping one. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, geez. Well, it was only one. <laughs> and he forced another. Huh. In an apparent bid to confound the police, forced another woman to cut off Mr. Cummings' head. Because she was a mortician when he found that out, yeah. He said, you cut off his head. So then they found the headless body in the topless bar. It was a topless bar. And then there was some, there was a moment there where they're like, wait a second, was this actually a topless bar? Right, right, right. (laughs) He was so upset. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, this is, as it says here in the, in the New York Times, Mr. Mr. Musato's headline almost did not come to be, uh, as headline, uh, as, as deadline loomed in the newsroom and occurred to someone, the bar in question might not, might not actually be topless. It's gotta be a topless bar. <laughs> he yelled. And, uh, and his former colleague, uh, you know, came back and said, yep, sure. Is. And they, they checked on it and it turned out it was all on the up and up. <laughs> And they cheered like it was, you know. Okay. Yeah, they cheered like it was something cheer-worthy. Okay. Now, uh, so uh, the, his favorite headline was actually not Headless Body and Topless Bar. It was Granny Executed in Her Pink Pajamas. Mm-hmm. There's a story mm-hmm. that we should look into and yeah, find out what absolutely. that was about. Yeah, it's funny because it doesn't have the wordplay. I mean, it's just, I guess, the the image of a... I mean, I think he has a... 
he had a pretty dark sense of humor. So, you know, I guess there is something, uh, you know, yeah, comic, I, darkly comic about old grandma getting <laughs> blown away in her pink frilly nightgown. Yeah, you're R. right. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't really, it, it, it seems as if it's just kind of a, it's matter of fact. And, yeah. And, uh, uh, and was it his grandma? Was that ever Yes, it was. It was his grandmother okay. that was executed. Making a lot more sense. Yeah, it's probably why he was so, mm-hmm. no, it was obviously not. <laughs> I, uh, I I really enjoy New York Post headlines, and and they really found the right guy for the job. It well, seems, you know. Yeah, they have um, you know several of of them who kind of contribute, and then whoever comes up with the best one, they go with that for the next day, and it's called the wood because the giant screaming headline used to be placed with wood blocks, and mm-hmm. they still to this day. You know, within the newsroom, they say, "Oh, do you know what the wood is tomorrow?" Oh, um, that's, yeah, that's a fine tradition. Yeah, the yeah, wood. it's a great, it's a great uh, term. Yeah. Now we have uh, the wood today mm-hmm. is related to the the jail the prison break up in uh, uh, Danamora. Are they still having fun with skank? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess we. Uh, yeah. Why don't you read the headline here? You can see what I was about to read. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Shaw skank sex triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Very well. I, I saw. The only reason I knew that is because I saw on someone's Instagram. First, I liked it because I thought they were um, applauding the post. Um, but then I read their little description. This was another one of the the Shaw skank headlines or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, they this said, is the first one I've seen. Yeah, there's been another where they called her a skank, and uh, the person wrote, "Is this kind of slut shaming really necessary?" Oh my god! And it was like from a dude. And I'm like, really? Are you just trying to get laid with the slut shaming speech? I don't you know? know. I don't know what makes people like that. <laughs> It's so boring, so dumb. Yes, yeah. yes, she should be ashamed. <laughs> they were in prison. The one she time. was married. Yeah. Uh, she helped two murderers escape. If there's ever a time for slut shaming, <laughs> this slut should be ashamed. Yeah, that that is probably the time. Like they, they they teach in feminism <laughs> courses, you should never slut shame, except if you help two convicted psychopath killers escape from prison. Mm-hmm. They're on the loose now. Then that is, we can all agree. That's they were also. A slut. Who should be shamed? <laughs> <laughs> they were also going to kill her husband, even. They I mean, were? Oh, I didn't yes. know that. Oh, it, it, they keep releasing this stuff bit by bit and drips and drabs, you know, but it's not the point. The point is the awesome headline Shaw Skank Sex Triangle. What a great headline. Can I say something um, about uh, the, the Letterman n- appearance? Daily, yes, of course. Daily News didn't have a bad one either, by the way. Oh, what was the Daily Let's News? Let's blow this joint. Well, the reason, um, that's hilarious. The yeah. reason Daily News is more and more kind of using the post tricks is um, Colin Myler is the head editor there, and he used to be the head editor at The Post. And a lot of, almost everyone I worked with is over at The News now. Rocky Merchandani, she's the managing editor. Marianne Garvey, who we both know, mm-hmm. um, you know, she was at page six, mm-hmm. Don Kaplan, just tons of people. It's an exodus over to the news. Oh, how about that? Yeah. So uh, tell me this. What about the Letterman uh, interview? Oh, so he told me, um, VA told me uh, one day, the only reason I even knew about that was because he just knew I was into comedy and he said, yeah, you know, I did, uh, and he talks exactly the way he did in that interview. 
Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I did Letterman years ago, and I, I, I never, I never wanted to watch it. You know, I never, uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't bear guy, to watch yeah. it. Yeah, but he was like, he thought he failed miserably. You he, know, he never did want to see it. huh? No, yeah, wow, yeah. that's so it, strange. He was which, so charming on the show. He was completely charming. Yeah. yeah. And the and 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 uh, what headline writer ever has an opportunity to be on national television, having their headlines read you know for an audience and for a national audience for an international audience it's it must have been intoxicating and terrifying at the same time that's what i think it 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 probably was like i don't know if you ever saw um uh who's the guy um i think paul Shear when when paul Shear was on uh letterman you know he's a pretty funny guy he looks like a deer in the headlights. And I think that happens every once in a while where it's just like, oh my fucking God, it's David Letterman. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's not it's not a situation people are used to. You know, <laughs> no. Not a performance situation they're comfortable with. Yeah. And especially for a headline writer. Uh, right. Who comported himself. He was, he was funny, charming. He was great in every way. Uh, and I'm sure that... Um, I'm sure the world is is less rich, you know, blah, blah, whatever you say about a dead person, you know. Well, I was talking to um, uh, another person at the, I was going, I was at a going away party for some post people tonight, and I was talking to someone and we said we both could not believe, we, we both just thought, oh yeah, you know, I'll go out to dinner with him and, you know, we'll, we'll catch up one of these days and, uh, Man, that just doesn't. I guess whenever you have that impulse, because I had, yeah, I wanted to have him on News Horror. I wanted to have David Carr on News Horror, you know, and mm-hmm. um, also deceased. Yeah, also recently deceased. Um, father of um, Aaron Lee Carr, who did uh, Thought Crimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's so cliche, but it's just like, you know, I mean. <laughs> Uh, people are yeah. gone quick. Old, well, you know, you know, I guess what you're trying to say is old fuckers die. Yeah. And, and so get them on your podcast. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it happens quick <laughs> and and, uh, and unexpected at, yeah. at any age. And, and uh, well, yeah, and that is the point uh, that, uh, you know, if you know a headliner of some reno- <laughs> a headline writer, that's the point. If you know a headline writer of some renowned and uh, you have an opportunity to have them on your podcast, don't don't miss that opportunity. Right. Because now, you know what? That's you're never going to get those numbers. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing is though the reason like I liked uh, Vinny so much and I think so many people did is that like he would laugh at that you know and um, mm-hmm. I just think that those are the best kind of people the people who uh, actually I mean the reason he would go around muttering oh, it's becoming like a women's magazine around here you know mm-hmm. is just because I think for the same reason that I grew increasingly unhappy with the post is um, you know there were there were times where that um, that that pluck and that rebellious spirit that the post kind of embodies uh, it felt like it was just, you know, sometimes getting zombified down, and yeah. that can be a little soul-killing. Oh, if there's ever a politically correct uh, gelding of a paper, it's the New York Post. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, I mean that, like, it's still pretty out there. It's still pretty out there, not yeah. A lot of, not a lot of newspapers have the word skank on the front page. A- absolutely. So there's still, there's still a little something left for us, but but the fact that the, that would even be said is fascinating, you know, that... And it's a real window into just how how interesting and salty and uh, and ink stained uh, you know the the reporters were at one time. Well, I mean, and I think a big part of it is is honestly the um, lawsuit that was brought against them by.
by, you know, my former friend, uh, Sandra Guzman. And you can see all the coverage of that on, on Gawker. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it was the kind of thing where all of us had to get interviewed as to why we made a certain joke in our email about, you know, a dildo or this and that. And it's just like, when something like that happens, it completely destroys, um, a culture, yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which honestly, I think is a good culture because I that's my kind of humor, you know. And um, when someone inverts it, and that's why you know I'm all for a legitimate um, you know lawsuit that's against if act, if actual sexual harassment is happening, absolutely that should be prosecuted. Yeah, that's where you and I differ. But like what you're saying is that you don't think so. <laughs> you're kidding. Okay. I, I was slipping it in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now tell me this. Now you worked at the Post. <laughs> What's John Hausman really like? I don't know. <laughs> News whore, Mandy Statmiller. Thanks for talking to me about Vincent Musada. Thanks. I hope this was uh, enlightening. I hope it wasn't too uh, saccharine. You know, because I, oh, I would so. I would hate to, to make uh, Vincent Musetto puke. Make no. his the, his ghost puke, make his corpse lay there and puke. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that Vincent Macedo's corpse is not puking uh, in its box. And 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 if it is, then the headline's going to be um, you know puke podcast uh, uh. skank taught love coed. <laughs> <laughs> Corpse pukes on itself in pink pajamas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is it over?